only experience can teach you that and only an experience can give you substance. And leadership ultimately is is accomplishing something great. Hey, thanks for joining me. Really glad you're here. There's tons of podcasts out there. I know it. You know it. I'm glad you stopped here today for whatever reason. And I think maybe there's a purpose that you've stopped here today because I think my guest might have something to share with you that you're going to walk away with that's going to add value maybe just to your day or maybe to your entire professional life. Uh, That's always my hope. That's what we try to strive to talk about these big, broader leading issues uh, that impact our career development, that impact who we are as professionals, that impact who we are as human beings. And what's so exciting about my guest today, Jamie Cross, is she's got this incredibly magnetic personality. She's infectiously positive. She is incredibly confident, but not in a in a chip on your shoulder sort of way, but just in a surrendering type of way. In other words, she's a young lady that has surrendered to her talents. She's given over herself to the talents that she believes she possesses, and she's achieved great things through that. And she's now trying to help other women do the same. I think you're going to enjoy it, so let me know what you think. More importantly, share it around, because I believe, I sincerely believe, more people need to know and get to know who Jamie Cross is. Enjoy. My guest today did what any mother does when her first child arrives and started a skincare company in her garage. What, you didn't do that? Well, she did, and she turned it into a six-figure operation in, in short time. Now, listen, by doing this, she tapped into a level of productivity that kind of inspired her to found her second company called The Her Effect, which is a movement to inspire and equip women to take action the way that she was able to do, and to do so in pursuit of her client's dreams. She is Jamie Cross, and I'm very happy to have her with me today on Leading Matters. Jamie, thanks so much for taking time out to join me today on Leading Matters. Thanks, Joel. This is awesome. Yeah, and listen, I'm, I'm happy to have you. So, listen, you are the mother of four boys now, is that right, or three boys? Four boys. Four boys. And how old is your youngest? He's four months. Four months. So, yeah. and how old is the oldest? He's eight. He's eight. Oh, good for you. And <laughs> I, I, I rarely talk about my family on the show, but for you know, for the benefit of my audience, I have eight children. So I could yeah. certainly appreciate, you know, uh, eight, uh, eight down to, <laughs> to four months in, in the house. That makes it for a busy household. Yet in the midst of this, you are actually uh, getting going on your second business. So listen, for the benefit of my audience, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory here so we can kind of orient ourselves to who Jamie Cross is and what you're all about. Absolutely. So I was working for uh, one of the largest banks in the world. I was a business banker and about ready to have our first baby. And I decided to leave corporate and come and be home with my my new son. And um, very quickly after, I just I had a dream one night that I was it was like a business plan in my dream. And to this day, if I close my eyes, I can see the pattern and I can see the the plan. And um, I st- I started my business the next morning. Basically, went out and studied for a year and got started. So it was a, it's a, an organic skincare company. And I went from like zero knowledge whatsoever to, um, you know, two o'clock in the morning, nursing the baby and studying chemistry, which I had failed in high school. Um, (laughs) really, uh, just researching everything I could find on basically to back up the business plan. I needed to get the information to get started. So just went through that whole process. It took me about a year where we were ready finally with our first 
took me about a year to formulate and get everything ready and then I uh, launched our first product within about a year of, of that dream. That's great. So you know what, I want to get into uh, kind of the, the personal side of it a little bit, right? Because I was telling a, um, I was on a, a podcast the other day, you know, I was being interviewed and I talked about my wife being kind of like my biggest cheerleader in, in my little entrepreneurial efforts. And that if I didn't have her in my corner, right, like I don't, I, you know, the, the darker days would be even that much more dark, you know? Yeah. So I know I've, I've read some of your stuff and I've, I've seen you on a couple other um, venues talk about your husband was, you know, incredibly supportive of this. So can you talk and share that with a little bit for the audience? Absolutely. And, you know, I tell entrepreneurs that without that, I think that, you know, there's, there's a life and a blossoming that comes when you have your partner's support. And, um, so Nathan and like immediately, he didn't see the vision, but he believed in me enough and he trusted me enough to support me a hundred percent. And so we've been in it together from the beginning. I mean, he's a lot of the, the grunt work and I'm, I'm a lot of the vision. And, um, and so we, we meet each other where we're at with our strengths and we, we make it happen. Now, do you think Jamie that, and again, I'm I'm glad to hear you talk about that, right? Because everything I read today about developing our careers and where we need to head becomes so almost narcissistic in nature, right? In other words, it wants us to, it wants us to be the master of our own kind of uh, journey and our own navigators. But I I can't tell you, I, I, there's not a, a successful business person I know, or even whether it's their own business or whether their uh, their career is working for a large company or even a small company that doesn't have a pretty solid, you know, f- network of friends or, or someone special in their life or something like that. Why do you think that is that, that we don't talk about that side of our professional lives that frequently? Um, I, I think that it's because we are very independent as entrepreneurs. And, um, a lot of times I see people that don't have that support, especially if it's maybe a woman in the role of, of carrying the vision. Um, so I think that's, that's probably a big part of it. We don't always have that kind of support. Sure. Was this, uh, so you know, the idea of support and having been through it yourself and starting this thing from scratch, literally having to go study chemistry so you could figure out how to, uh, boy, couldn't you have had an easier uh, vision, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you did it, right? You got going, you got moving and you turned it into something successful, right? Would right. you have, would you have, I'm imagining, I don't want to put words in your mouth, right? But I'm imagining you would have cared to have had maybe something like the her effect for you when you were going through it yourself. Is that part of what motivates you to do it? I love that question because I was just thinking about that today, you know, because I'm constantly thinking like, what was this pattern that I followed? And I did it by myself, you know, other than reading, I've been big into like reading leadership books and that kind of thing, but there was nobody to tell me what next step to take um, because not very many people were doing products. And so I literally was like ground zero. Um, and I had to learn and make every mistake possible. I feel like I've made almost every mistake you could possibly make in business and which now allows me to really, you know, help women. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I I wish I would have had me six years ago (laughs) where I am now. (laughs) No, that's great. I like that. So tell me about what what's the experience been as far as and, and you know it's as I and I tell I've been having more of uh, this type of profession on the show and this uh, in the past six months I say because the idea of a professional development industry or personal development industry I, it was it was foreign to me until uh, I met Selena Sue that's how you and I know each other I didn't really even know it existed but here mm-hmm. it is lo and behold it's like a two billion dollar industry it's growing like crazy there's 
you have to be careful because there's a lot of people out here that would claim they do certain things. But so, so talk to me about how you've started to engage the women that you're helping and, and, and what they could expect. So in other words, they come across Jamie Cross. Obviously, you've got the successful business in your back pocket that you were able to, to build from scratch. But beyond that, what, what, what are their expectations when they come to first start talking with you? Really, it's all about strategy. And so I think that, you know, there's a lot of tactics out there um, and there's a lot of different ways that people can grow. But when people start, when I work with women, it's all about discovering the vision that they have, you know, and it can even just start with an idea. I always tell people that ideas are our seeds. We never have an excuse. And I tell my children this too. We never have an excuse to be poor or without money because we have ideas and ideas are seeds that you plant. And if you cultivate them well, you can grow them up into producing fruit and, and money. Like, you know, our parents were back then, they used to say money doesn't grow on trees, but <laughs> if you have an idea, you can grow it. And um, so it starts with the vision and then working your way backwards to creating strategy around that vision and, you know, looking at a woman and saying, what are your strengths? What are your giftings? Where do you thrive? What makes you come alive? Like, I'm really big on what, make, what makes you come alive. And I ask one of the first questions is how do you want to live? So when you look at your life, you know, five years from now, sometimes we start a business or we start an idea and we kind of get right in the like microscopic what's happening right now. And we build something. And then five years later, we realize, well, I wasn't really building my life the way that I, I really want to live. And so now we live in an era where you can literally like create a vision for the life and picture the life that you want to live and work your way backwards and, and create that life. Um, so that's a big thing is how do you want to live? Is it, is it, do you want to build a team? Do you want to be a solopreneur forever? Do you want to be able to make millions and, and not be tied up with, with, um, you know, a hundred employees or do you want to build a, an empire where you're creating jobs? You know, let's look at all of those different business models and angles and, and then how can we start and then get you to where you want to go very quickly. It's got to be freeing, right, for, for the women that first start speak with you. Because I'm energized just by hearing you. It's funny. You posted something the other day on your Facebook page, and I don't even remember what it was at this, at this point, to tell you the truth. But it was motivating, <laughs> right? It, <laughs> what I do, I remember the feeling it gave me, right? In other words, it was, um, it, it was, it was empowering. It was motivating. It was, and it wasn't, and, and look, there's lots of that stuff that floats around social media today, right? But it wasn't shallow. It was a call to action, right? And even now, as you're speaking, speaking about that, like I sincerely, like as I listen to you, I'm like, man, that's awesome because I could completely, especially having been through it myself, right? In other words, when you go out and I'm sure when you left your, your job for the bank, it was, uh, uh, you know, to go take care of your, your newborn son, you know, there's a little uncertainty involved there. And then when you go engage yeah. and start this business, there's even more uncertainty, but sure. the way you framed it, it's like, listen, this is not a difficult equation. It's more about if you set the right strategy ahead of you, then it's kind of like you said, working backwards to make sure that you're executing properly. But how is that received? I, I would imagine that it's received with a lot of um, liberating feelings and exhilaration from your would-be clients. I mean, is that is that fair estimate of how they react and respond to that? Absolutely, yeah. And you know, things quick things will click quickly. But here's the here's the real tricky thing. And you know, we can read memes all day. And, and see these great inspirational quotes. But when it comes down to brass tacks, you've got to put the action in. And that's, I think, where the struggle is. And that's where it helps having somebody, um, you know, pulling you or, or blowing life and breathing life into your vision and, and saying, hey, 
you're on the right track. You're not crazy because I think in entrepreneurship, most of us think at some point, like, am I crazy? Um, this, my vision just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I, I want to take over the world, you know? And, um, but action is the biggest thing. And I think that's where people get, they get held up because it's, whether it's, um, self doubt or, um, you know, lack of clarity, which I always tell people clarity will come when you take action. Like it's a, it's almost like this sort of backwards thing where you would think like, I've got to know everything up front before I take action. But when you begin to take that first step, like for me, I didn't know how to make a serum or a bar of soap. But as soon as I started researching, like the vision became more, there was more substance to it. Like all the, all the guts started getting filled in. Like you've got your framework, you're building a house. The first thing you do is you frame it out. Well, then you've got to pour the concrete and put your walls up. And then you, you know, the fun part is when you start getting to decorate, but that doesn't come until, you know, you've built some, I think in the coaching industry, there's a lot of people that that are, are training things that they've never actually done before, but there's such a substance when you've been through the fire of building something like only experience can teach you that. And only an experience can give you substance and leadership ultimately is, um, is accomplishing something great. You know, it's yeah. now, listen, I think it's, it's just very, first of all, I love the passion. Right. And I think you're absolutely right. It's funny. I was, uh, talking to a, a friend of mine the other day, and I do, I'm not the handiest guy in the world, but I can get my way around making small improvements to the house, right? And right. he was kind of marveling at this, whatever I was doing. I'm like, well, shoot, there's YouTube, right? Like everything I learn, I just go to YouTube, and I learn how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same, you know, you know, by the way, it might save me a couple hundred bucks here or there, right? But more importantly, I like the satisfaction of having done it. Do you, do you communicate the sense of satisfaction that your clients are going to get by figuring out even the smallest level of detail. In other words, if we're going to take action, what we find, what I've found anyway, is that, man, when you're on your own, it's there's no one to do anything except you. So you've got to do everything. So you can't shy away from the things you don't like. You have to get them done, right? But exactly. I'm wondering, especially as you're, you're presenting in here, do, do your clients, when you have this conversation with them, realize that, there's going to be a tremendous level of satisfaction having done even the smallest detail. Yeah. And getting them those results as quickly as possible is the biggest thing. Like getting those small wins as, as soon as possible is a really big thing because then it's like, well, if I can take these small steps and get these small results, then, then I can keep going and keep doing more. And I think that people have a lot more knowledge and a lot more um, strength and courage than they realize they do. But when they start getting into it and they start moving forward, they're like, wow, I've, I've been, I was built for this, you know? And the more you can surround yourself with people that, that are doing great things, I think association is so huge. And, you know, that's a big thing in leadership that you, you hear John Maxwell and all kinds of people talk about it. But if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are doing great things, then you need to change your association because you'll stay there, you know? I do. Well, well, listen, this is a great question, right? Because as a father of, of eight, I find it difficult to do the level of network I need to do sometimes. And I'm sure as a, a mother of four young boys, it's challenging for you to stay and get connected. So what do you do and how do you, what do you do to, to keep yourself connected and to build up your, your network? And how do you kind of guide your uh, clients to do the same? Yeah. And I've, I've grown in this sort of navigation of seeking needs and figuring out how I can meet those needs. So I'm constantly adding value wherever I go. You know, if I meet a woman who's like, I don't know what, if, if it's like my, 
my radar goes off when somebody's like, yeah, I've had this idea immediately. I'm like, have you ever thought about starting a business? Or um, for me, it's like, who can I add value today to today? Who in my network can I reach out to and, and create so much value for them that it's like, let's keep working together, you know? Um, but building your network is really just adding value, giving people results, getting mm -hmm. people those results. I see. So Jamie, let me ask you this question. I, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of new to the coaching industry, the personal professional development industry. And I, you know, I, I'm, look, I'll be honest, I'm not going to pull any punches with you on it. I, I find it, there's like 70% of it. I find really sketchy to tell you the truth, like, 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 uh, scammy and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if you've experienced that, but I've certainly seen a lot of it since I've kind of come to realize what the industry is all about. And I think it's unfortunate, right? Because the 30%, maybe 25% that's out there is really good quality stuff that is very valuable, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you do to, first of all, differentiate yourself so people know that you're legitimate and you've got this experience, but then also, what would you tell people in the market for these services? Like, what? It's a buyer beware market. I mean, there's no regulations. It's kind of the wild west, right? So, how do you? Would you would you tell a would be person in the market what they should be aware of when they're trying to figure out if they should work with somebody or invest in somebody's course or, or whatnot? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of a couple really great groups. Like joining a group that has a number of people in it that is an entrepreneurial group where you can ask like, hey, who do you recommend as a mentor? A lot of times the people that are out there that are getting results from mentors or, or coaches will recommend people that they know. And so the best thing you can do is is get, you know, get feedback from people who are sort of in that, in that market. Um, that's the first thing. And then of course, separating yourself is really just a matter of, like I said, getting people results. And my story, I think is everybody has a story. Um, you know, a hundred percent of people on the earth have a story that connects with the world in some way. And so being able to share your story in an authentic way that, um, adds value and inspires people. That's, that's where it starts. Do you gain, now I know you're a, a woman of faith. I mean, I think we share that. I'm a, I'm a believer myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, it doesn't really come through a whole lot. I mean, I think it comes through in my work, but I certainly don't, it's not like a plaster and everything I do though. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but it gives me, it like for me personally, it gives me a foundational, uh, kind of a true North, if you will. In other words, I can always tack back to where I ought to head because this is my moral compass and this is, this is how I kind of guide my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I'm I'm sure you kind of share a similar experience there. But what I'm curious about, like, if you, like, what about the people that that aren't grounded in, in any sort of, uh, you know, system of faith or whatnot? How, how what's the recommendation for them to how how do they, they kind of stay grounded in what is important to them? Uh, if they, especially if they they're talking to someone like you know Jamie Cross, who that's your that's your perspective. You're coming from this angle of, you know. Uh, your your morals and your, your values developed on top of a, a system of faith, right? And theirs might not be. Do you find a disconnect there? Or are you able to kind of connect with them? And if so, I'm, I'm really curious how. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like that's, I think that's maybe a big hiccup in the world of faith is that we somehow disconnect ourselves from the world. But ultimately, like people, all, everybody has to get clear on their why. And so for me, a lot of my why kind of traces back to the plumb line of faith. Other people have different whys. And so I always like to, to really hone in with those people on what their why is. And that's their true north. And, you know, faith is something that is very personal. And 
Um, and I, you know, I rub off on people because, you know, I don't, I think that's just how it works sometimes, but, but ultimately like I'm looking at what's important to you and what's your why and how can we, how can we create, create your life around that why? And, you know, and that's, that's where it starts. You know, I had a guy on my show, his name was uh, Tayo Roxon. He's a young man living in Manhattan, probably under, he's under 30. I, I, if he's a day, I don't really know how old he is, but I know he's a young, younger guy. You know, to me, anyway. I'm, I'm in a, but he, his job, what he does is he, it's interesting, because it's a very similar story to you, where he was kind of in a corporate gig, and he was in a car accident that he walked away unscathed from, and he ended up wanting more for his life, right? So what he does now is, is he's from, uh, I think, Nigeria, I think, but his father was a diplomat, right? So he really has no true home because his father was a diplomat. He was always traveling, right? Mm. So he feels like he's an original nomad because he just doesn't have any one place to call home. He's been mm. in the States for about six years, and he was really surprised by the labels that we put on everyone here in the United States. So he was mm. labeled as an African-American when he got here, but he's like, well, this is weird because I'm <laughs> African, I'm not really American, but I'm not certainly not African-American in the way that America describes it, right? right. So anyway, the, the bottom line is his, his, he found his, his call, if you will, to be help people understand the, the differences between cultures and and what diversity really truly means, right? And he's a, and it's funny, because I've been thinking a lot about that in the past, like say six months or so. And and what I found is, if we're not listening, like really truly listening, to what is happening with someone that we disagree with, or you know, a, a point of view that we just, you know, would seem foreign to us that we can't really truly understand or serve the way that we want to serve and i'm curious what you think about that i know it's a long question but i'm curious if you think that's an important part of how we should conduct ourselves in, in business and if if so if it would be beneficial to what we're we're doing in our business lives you're talking about being able to just be open open-minded yeah i think not just not just being open-minded but but truly having a a thirst for empathy in other words I really yeah. want to understand what gets you to that point, like why you believe that. No, absolutely. Like we have to have our, our ears and our, our eyes and our hearts open to people. And I think if everybody did that, like for me, it all comes down to two things. You know, it's, it's loving, you know, for me, loving, loving Christ and, and then loving my neighbor. And what does that mean? Like I'm not here to push my agenda or, and I think if people were more, had a servant minded they were servant minded and, um, you know, I'm here to serve your vision and, and help you get where you want to go and, and be truly, I'm not saying like being open-minded in the sense, like I'm, I'm accepting all ideas and what you're believing is what I'm believing, but you know, we can all, um, we can all help each other and serve each other and, and connect on different levels. And, um, there's such a beauty in, in that. Do you think that the state of media today kind of it's funny i another i keep referencing other guests i've had on my show but uh, a guy I just talked to this week daniel newman was talking about the irony of being so much more connected but having that technology component even though it connects us digitally actually creates a, a wider chasm between who we are as human beings i mean kind of a heavy question there but do you think that the state of media today actually compounds the disconnect that people experience Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, geez, you know, I, <laughs> you're, 
man, we could really go deep on some of that. But, you know, I am of the um, I follow the, the thought that a lot of what we see in the media is not really we're not seeing truth. And, um, you know, we kind of have to. Man, yeah, there's a there's a big, long answer to that. But for <laughs> sure, the media has got got its hands and in, in, in persuasion. And unfortunately, a lot of people are, um, you know, don't know who to believe or, or what to follow. And, um, and that's, I think that's a huge problem in our culture because, uh, we are where we are right now yeah, in certain sure. things. Yeah, no, sure. And no, I think you're right. And I, it's funny. I, I, I give this anecdote, you know, after the, uh, the presidential election and I won't talk about the politics of it, but there was a friend of mine who lives in Vegas and I grew up with this guy. And we were we were pretty tight. I mean, all growing up, we see each other maybe once a year now. Anyway, he was kind of distraught after the election, and I was going to send him a quick text about something, you know, just something he had stated on on Facebook or something. But I stopped in the middle of it. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna text him. Let me give him a call and talk to this guy in a while. So mm-hmm. I deleted my text. I called him. We ended up being on the phone for like 45 minutes to an hour. And had I not, and I really heard the the color behind why he was feeling the way he was feeling and i i had i had i stopped at the text i never would have had that opportunity to hear him you know mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm curious if you had do you experience that and if you maybe that's not the right question i guess the question is do you feel that we're sometimes lazy in the way we communicate and connect and that in in being get, handing over the responsibility to our device to connect we we kind of rob ourselves of that intimacy that relationships truly build oh i love this question i love this conversation yeah no nathan and i talk about this all the time because i love that you picked up the phone and you had a conversation and you know i have a lot of friends that believe completely opposite than what i do and and they've voted differently or whatever you know all of that stuff but there are things that tie us all together and if we can if we can be in relationship and you know something i think is because of the you know the sort of the artificial intelligence culture and the device culture, like we're losing things like honor and, you know, honor codes and, um, substance and everything is so like, we see something one day in the news and the next day it's like onto the next news, but things matter, you know, things, life matters and people are going through things and people are struggling in deep ways. And, um, and they're having trouble and they're not coping. And, and that's why, I mean, for, for you leading matters with, with what you're doing, like leadership is being able to, um, to connect in a way that brings people out of where they are into a new phase, you know, into the light and into moving forward and out of where they are into new and brighter, you know, helping them see the light basically of life is there's so much to offer and, and there's a vision in you and there's a purpose in you that that is calling to you and you need to fulfill that purpose. And I think we see that with all, you know, there's a lot of that with the coaching industry, like, hey, do you want to fulfill your your potential? And um, but are people really doing that? Are they really finding that? And I think the more human connection we have, um, you know, even even our coaching courses are automated where it's like, I'm going to sign up for this coaching course and you never actually talk to the coach. You just <laughs> yeah. watch a video and. Um, where are the mentors? Where are the, where are the people who are like, I see potential in you and I want to, I want to help you cultivate that and, and help you become great. You know, like we need a culture that comes yeah. back. Yeah. You know, I think that's great. I love that. I love that take on it. Right. Because 
this idea of serving for no other reason than to serve, I think gets lost in the shuffle. You know, I, I'm a big reader of, you know, professional development books and sales books and the good ones, the ones that, that connect with me all, I mean, almost to a letter. I mean, think about, you know, you pick the, the one, like whether it's Seven Habits or even going back to like a Dale Carnegie or even today's day and age, even a, a brash guy like, uh, like uh, I don't know, like um, uh, what's the guy I just read? Um, Grant Cardone, right? All this, yeah, all this stuff is rooted in, listen, if you're not actually listening, caring, and indeed serving the person you're seeking to serve, well, then you're, you're missing it, right? And that idea of being connected with people for the sake of understanding them better and forget about whether we're going to make a dime on it or not, right? Because eventually we will, right? That's the beauty of it. Eventually we will. But the, the, the point is that you're serving for no other sake than to serve. So and again, instead of a, a soapbox here, I'm going to actually turn it into a question. And my, <laughs> and my question is, is this, do you, because as I hear you speak, Jamie, I'm like, wow, this, you really, like, I, I love the, the passion. I love the foundation that you're you're coming at this from and i gotta believe that you inject this into helping your clients strategize right so is this part of what you're trying to you know fulfill in them that hey you not only do you love this thing and not only can you make uh, a living off of it but it's going to end up leaving you incredibly fulfilled i mean is that part of it absolutely and you know this i think that we we all start somewhere i know that we all start somewhere and in my journey of of discovering myself and my own like strengths i i realize i can't go i can't be an 80 year old woman at the end of my life and say look back and think and see that i didn't i didn't change lives and help people get results and help people get like everybody has i mean there's all these like strength finders tests and and what kind of personality type are you? And for me, like, I thrive when I'm helping people discover what they're born to do and then helping them do it. You know, where are they, where they're gifted, where they're strong, what, like, helping them put pieces of their puzzle together. Um, I thrive in that. And if, if I don't go through my life without helping, you know, tens of thousands of women build multi-million dollar businesses, I'll tell you, like, one of the things, one of the aspects of what we're doing, it's called a missional mastermind um, where in October I'm going to Nicaragua with a group of people. We're going to deliver supplies to these orphans and, and hold babies. And, um, and I can do that because I own a successful business and I want to help other women become profitable so that we can harness the power of profitable women and make an impact, you know? So for me, it's all about really changing the world. And I know that's so cliche, but I, I want to do that. And I know that everyone, you know, everyone has a, a vision that is to do something great and whatever that is I want to help them find it Jamie that's awesome I, I love that I, matter of fact I don't I want to just leave it right there because I think it's a perfect way to kind of wrap up what you're doing why people should check you out and and look into how you could help them but before we do uh, wrap things up just help my audience find uh, you and where they should go and what they should do Absolutely. So, um, you know, Barebones website right now, they can go to thehereffect.com um, and there's a basically pop in your email and I'm going to be getting information out there more. You know, I had I have Facebook pages, but we'll just keep it simple for now. And um, the best thing to do is just go to that website and it's okay. it's under construction and it's it's on its way. So Okay, great. Now I will definitely link that up. So again, we have been speaking with Jamie Cross who took the logical step of starting a business just after her first child was born now the mother of four she's under her second business called the her effect and i think you'll agree with me that she's got some great things to say so do check her out 
pay attention to what she's got going on, and hopefully someday you'll have an opportunity to work with her. Jamie, thanks so much for being my guest today on Leading Matters. Thanks so much, Joel. It's so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you.